0: Hi, everyone. I'm Lori LeBay, the founder of Alzheimer's Speaks and your host today. For those of you that are new to our channel, Alzheimer's Speaks is about sound information, not just sound bites. We like to talk with real people all around the world who are in the trenches. So those diagnosed families and professionals that care, all different types of businesses, researchers, advocates. So maybe, just maybe, you can be our next guest. We would love to have you. Just reach out to me at radio at alzheimerspeaks.com. Now, if you liked our opening music, it's called Clarion Call by the Mark Artisan Band. They are here locally in Minnesota. And you can go ahead and download their music on any of your favorite music platforms. If you haven't checked out our main website lately, alzheimer'speaks.com, please do so. We have done a total refresh and makeover of the site So it's much easier to find what you're looking for. We have one whole page that has all the different free resources. We have information on services and programs, as well as marketing and branding, if you have an interest there. And some people have asked about the story behind Alzheimer's Speaks. Just go to the About Us section and you will find information there. Now, if you are looking for a support group, I do do a memory cafe. Cafe called Arthur's Memory Cafe, sponsored by Arthur's Senior Care on the second and fourth Wednesday of each month. And if you're in Minnesota, in the Twin Cities area in Shoreview, Minnesota, sponsored by Brookdale North Oaks, we have a Caregiver Connect That is on the fourth Wednesday of each month. So again, just reach out to me on that. And the last two things I want to mention is check out Dementia Map if you haven't already. If you are a business or if you have a service product or tool or maybe you have a social media group on Facebook, please list that on Dementia Map. We have both free profiles as well as enhanced profiles. So go to DementiaMap.com and then uh, check out our Wonderful partners at Saltbox TV. That is a free online streaming service that has so much wonderful information. So, check out Saltbox TV. And we are going to hear from the Adaptive Equipment and Caregiving Corner. They're going to highlight the Footbar Walker, and we will be right back.
2: I love the Footbar Walker, and let me tell you why. It is the option for my toolbox that I've been waiting for. Let's be honest. There are some clients who, despite our best rehab efforts, just aren't able to return to performing a sit-to-stand transfer on their own. Now I can offer my caregivers an easier, safer option that doesn't involve hoisting their loved one up from a sitting position. adapt it. Okay, we
0: are back. And today I'm going to be talking with representatives of Dementia Action Alliance known as DAA. And they have an upcoming conference, which will be held September 19th through the 20th. And that's going to be at the Crown Plaza Hotel Union Station in downtown Indianapolis in Indiana. And our guest today that we're going to be talking with our Lori Who was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's and FTD at the age of 55? And she wasn't able to continue her professional career, so she turned her focus towards helping others through their dementia journey. Lori serves on the Dementia Action Alliance Board of Directors and Advisory Board. She is also a dementia mentor, a purple angel, and is active in many support groups. She frequently hosts uh, Alzheimer's Speaks Radio with me, and also is a panel member of Dementia Chats, which highlights voices of those living with dementia and all their amazing insights. Lori is an international speaker and has been featured in many articles and documentaries, including the New York Times, AARP, Dementia 101, South Africa Sunday Times, and the Reading Eagle. Now, along with Lori, we also have John Richard Pagan, who is living with Lewy body dementia. He no longer fears his dementia diagnosis in large part, he says. Due to Dementia Action Alliance. He has attended the last conference that they held in Georgia, and John Richards' uh, care partner, Diana, ended the conference, he said, with an unexpected closing as she expressed their growth in understanding as well as in the desire to be a true advocate at living better lives with a dementia diagnosis. Now, in addition to Lori and John Richards, we also have Cindy Lazinski, who is an advanced practice nurse, and she's also the founder and executive director of Dementia Together which is a nonprofit organization in Northern Colorado doing marvelous, marvelous work. They cultivate joy by building stronger connections for those living with dementia and their care partners and communities. Well, I'm so thrilled you guys can make it today. I'm sorry that uh, John Richard couldn't make it. You know, John, uh, John Richard is living with dementia and some days people have off days. And so who knows, he might pop in later, and he will be more than welcome, because we'd love to hear his story. But for right now, we've got Lori and Cindy with us, which I know will give us a a full show as well. So welcome, Gals.
3: Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Lori.
0: Well, I'm going to start out like I always start out asking each of you if you've been touched in your own, you know, family and circle of friends um, by dementia. And Lori, I did mention in your intro that you yourself are living with dementia. If there's anything you want to add or if there are other people in your family that have been touched by it as well or friends.
3: I was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's and FTD, and that was nine years ago. Um, I've, I had a grandmother who had some form of dementia many years ago, but other than that, n- none of my family has impacted, been at, impacted by dementia, but I have many, many dementia friends. Uh, we tried to count one time and it's well over 300 friends that I have that are living with some form of dementia. So I'm very much connected to the dementia world.
0: Okay, great. Thank you. And Cindy, how about you?
3: I got into the whole
4: dementia world when my dad told me about the symptoms that he was experiencing where he said I can't focus anymore and I feel like I'm living in a fog and he was this brilliant researcher so for him to not be able to balance his checkbook for him not to be able to multitask that was really quite a change for him that was frustrating and so once he told me about his symptoms, that's when I started to say, oh, okay, I got to learn whatever I can about dementia. And it's led into really changing the whole trajectory of my life.
0: And you have changed so many. Both of you ladies have changed so many other, other people's lives by the work that you're doing now. Well, we're going to talk today about Dementia Action Alliance and their conference coming up in September. In fact, that's September 19th to the 21st. And that's going to be in Indianapolis. But Lori, why don't you give us a little bit of background regarding what exactly is Dementia Action Alliance? And you might hear us refer to it as DAA uh, because it's just easier to say. And uh, everything is short and sweet these days. So um, tell us about their mission.
3: Uh, Thank you, Lori. DAA is a nonprofit national advocacy and education organization of people living with dementia care partners, dementia specialists, and other advocates. Our mission is to create a better society in which individuals and families can live fully without stigma and perception through advocacy, education, empowerment, and support. We provide hope and help to individuals and families living with dementia or on this dementia journey. And importantly, we encourage living proactively with dementia. Our services include three weekly peer-to-peer online discussion groups, five weekly virtual engagement groups, a National Speakers Bureau, and our Helping Hands team, which we just started, is totally dedicated to helping people living with dementia to live a purpose-driven life. Which is really exciting to help people to find a purpose uh I got involved in d a a uh I want to say six years ago, I think um I'm not real good on numbers, and that includes years so and the way I got involved is I write a blog it's called dementiadays dot com and Tie Snow saw one of my blogs and contacted me and asked me if she could use it in her training. I said, sure. And then she contacted me again and said, have you ever heard of DAA? Mm -hmm. And thus began my, my journey with DAA. I love being involved in DAA because what it did for me was it really helped me to find purpose in my life. Going from someone who was a career professional to being at home not able to work any longer, I felt just totally useless. And through DAA, I've been able to find that I can still do a lot of things. I just need to do them differently. I don't have the same abilities I had before, but I still am able to do a lot. So DAA has personally touched my life and made an impact on me. So I'm thankful I found it.
0: Well, you have such great insight, and you know your communication skills are unbelievable, and your stamina is incredible in terms of pushing things forward. So they're very, very lucky to to have you. Just as I am on the dementia chats, and you know when you uh, join me on the radio show, I mean you are just such um, such a gem, Lori. So I hope you know. What a difference that you're making. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this conference that's coming up? Why is DAA doing this? I know they've, they've done a conference in the past, and a lot of people might not know what to expect.
3: We've had two conferences in the past, and I was fortunate to be able to attend both of those conferences and spoke at both of those conferences. Um, and they're just so exciting they make such an impact on people. Part of the reason that DAA's conferences are so fabulous is DIA believes in nothing about us without us. And so in each and every uh, session, there's somebody living with dementia as part of the speakers, as part of the team. So you're getting not only the perspective of the people speaking, but also the perspective of someone living with dementia is able to fill in how they feel about the subject. Um, We have some really exciting things happening this year that I I know people don't wanna miss out on. One is our technology expo. That is just gonna be fabulous. Yes, we're gonna have live robots there, live robots. I guess that doesn't quite make sense, does it? (laughs) Yes, they're not live, but we're gonna have lots of robots there. Um, interactive robots that's what I should say um, the the technology that's coming to the conference is going to be just really awesome to see the whole expo of all the the vendors that that have all their products to show you um, is is pretty the lineup's pretty fascinating and then the home center I'm excited about the home center too we have, it's actually going to be set up kind of like a real house um, with a bedroom, a bathroom and talk about safety tips and show things you shouldn't, shouldn't do. And and also in there will be the latest and greatest of technologies of what you can do in your home, whether it's how to raise a toilet seat and innovative ways to, for people to continue to cook, whatever, but there's going to be training within the home center so that People who have a loved one at home will know safety tips or people that have a residential facility can also help individuals living with dementia to live more independently. And for me, that's a key. I want to learn how, how to continue to live independently. And Roy certainly wants me to remain as independent as possible. (laughs) Um, So Learning the steps that will help keep me from falling when I have balance issues, which I do, or help keep me safe when I'm in the kitchen. That's, real, that's really helpful. Good information there.
0: Wonderful. Now, are you going to have like um, CEUs there or panel discussions, um, networking opportunities? How, how? What about those types of things?
3: Yes, yes, and yes. Um, we are offering CEU credits. Um, and I'm currently drawing a blank on the credits, so I'll have to come back to that question because I can't remember what it was. Um, and that's part of the issues of having dementia is we disconnected times, and I just did. So I'll come back to that. We have concurrent sessions. In the concurrent session, you're going to have an opportunity to select which session you want to attend based on the ones that are going on at the time, which one really piques your interest? Which one, you know, are you saying, geez, that's really where I want to go. So you can select which one you want to go to. I think there's five choices throughout the conference where you'll get to select which of the sessions you want to go to. Oh, the Creative Arts and and Engagement Center. This is going to be awesome also. We have so many of us living with dementia, that are really artistic. I'm not one of them because I can't really make a stick figure look male or female. But we have many people that that are great at art and photography and all kinds of different arts. So in our arts and engagement center, we're going to have a whole bunch of stuff that has been made by various artists. Uh, pictures that photo photography that was taken by Mark Timmons, which are absolutely fabulous and uh some paintings that were done by some people. We also have an engagement area going on. Um Cindy Hummel, Holly Hummel uh does coffee painting. Uh, I'd rather drink my coffee than paint with it. She does coffee painting and she's going to be doing a little training on that and then ha- everybody'll have a takeaway so they can go home and do their coffee painting and all kinds of things like that, how to make cards and Lots of engagement activities. Um, then we open up with, on um, Tuesday the 20th, we open up with our plenary session, which is Alzheimer's What Can You Do? Uh, that was a film produced by VPM, Virginia's Home for Public Media. Uh, it's an introduction of a documentary documentary series created, um, and it's just really awesome. So we'll open up by showing that and having a discussion on that. One of the most exciting things I think about this, the conferences based on what people have told me is the plenary discussion groups. And that is where we have about four people living with dementia that stand up on the stage, sit up on the stage um, and answer questions. And sometimes it gets extremely emotional, both for us and for the the audience. Um, when you hear firsthand from people living with dementia, what it was like when we were diagnosed, how we're treated by friends and relatives when they learn we have dementia, and how we want to be treated and what things we want to change, it makes an impact. I've heard that often. Um, so the plenary, there's uh, four different plenary discussion panels which will be extremely educational you'll learn a lot from those Um, and then the breakout groups the concurrent sessions um, and just lots of networking opportunity between the breaks and the lunch and the cocktail hour and all that fun stuff there's going to be lots of things going and I will say also for people living with dementia on Monday the 19th we have a luncheon just for people living with dementia and their care partner. We really think it is so important for people living with dementia to be able to get together, meet each other. Um, you know, we see each other in zoom all the time and it's kind of like, you really do have legs, Cindy. Oh my golly. I never knew you had legs. <laughs> um, after seeing each other on zoom for a couple of years to actually be able to to touch a person and know they're not an avatar, um, to be able to ask questions and hug whatever or elbow bump these days. Isn't that what we do? We elbow <laughs> bump these days? Uh, it's just such a wonderful time to be able to share that. I think maybe I answered all your questions. I don't know.
0: No, it's it sounds like it will be full and fun and educational and engaging, and it sounds like a a great place for people to connect with others that are going on the same journey. And uh, to me, it sounds really hopeful. And I think that's really what the world needs when it comes to living with dementia, and you know, inclusive of of all voices and all parties. So you're having people who are diagnosed their family or friends and care partners and, and professionals alike. And uh, yeah, I, I wish I could go. I'm going to be in a, in another location. I have another commitment, so I can't make it. Um, but Cindy, you went last year, if I'm not mistaken, or did you go both years?
4: Well, pre COVID whenever that was right. Yeah. <laughs> I was there You know, the first year I went, it was really, I think, because I just wanted to get reacquainted again with you, Lori Shear, because we had become friends on the Dementia Friendly Cruise. So that was my motivation to go the first time was just because it was fun to (laughs) reconnect. Um, But the the experience of the conference was a, a lot about the networking with new people who have so many great ideas. And I feel like we're, you know, we all can learn. So I, you know, I think anybody's going with a heart to learn is going to not leave disappointed. And uh, so I think that there's some inspiration in the idea that there's like-minded people working toward the same goal of helping people live well with dementia and people who believe and understand that it's entirely possible especially if those of us without dementia are the ones to do the changing and um, make adaptations and, and you know, changes to our expectations. And I think it's so valuable to speak with our friends who are living it and uh, hearing from them that, yeah, you're on the right track here, or maybe, no, you're not on the right track here. Just really learning from the people who are living it because they are the experts The conference absolutely provided opportunity for that. So I I really appreciated that piece of the conference when I went um, before. I'm excited about the technology innovations from somebody who is not high tech at all. (laughs) So maybe if I go away with two good ideas, I'll be, that'll be (laughs) enough. My expectations are low on that one. Um, And then, you know, I would just say too that, you can um at the at that conference it's so fun to network with people who are also doing dementia friendly community initiatives in their own communities because we all as i mentioned can all learn from each other and figure out a way that we can do it better there's just no reason for the tragedy narrative that we hear all the time and i believe that the you know last time i was at the conference the people, especially those living it, confirmed that one of the, one of the speakers uh, got up and just said, "You know, I am not suffering with dementia. I'm challenged by it. I'm struggling with it sometimes, but I'm not suffering." So get over that language. And I I just appreciated that because it confirmed for us what we're trying to do. Like, yes, living well with dementia is entirely possible. And and I think they're taking a lot of what you, Lori, I think is a pioneer in this whole arena. Uh, have set the stage for the experts living with dementia speaking about their experience, you know, giving them voice, listening to their voices. And so this conference is directly in line with what you've been doing for years, I think.
0: Well, I think DA does such a nice job. You know, what what I do here on Alzheimer's Speaks is try to raise everybody's voice and hopefully inspire people to, to step out of their comfort zone and engage and make changes and, and believe in their own ideas of what the needs are and how they can help. And, and to me, that is just so, so much fun to see. I remember um, even on the cruise that we did, um, I was shocked how late people stayed up together and got up early in the morning. Cause I thought, Oh, people would be pooped out. And no, they, they, couldn 't get enough of one another, and the comments were just so unbelievable and It sounds like that 's exactly what people can expect at the conference as well is you just get ignited and and energized and you know when you're when you 're given hope and your voice is heard i don 't care if you 're living with dementia if you 're a care partner or a professional, but when you feel heard and when you feel hopeful it changes everything it, mm-hmm. in in my estimation it really does and then when you get those dynamics all coming together which i think for so long everything was so separated and to me that was asinine, because i don't think we can make sustainable change if we're not all talking because we all feed off one another so you know i love the concept of of everyone is welcome to come and be heard and share and you know, giving examples of, you know, even like with Cindy, drawing with coffee, I remember I had her on the dimension, the arts program. And I'm like, how do you do that? And she's like, well, I use different tones, you know, but it was, it's fascinating, you know, what she's doing. And, and so many people and some people have never done art before. And, you know, they're just stepping into it. And as far as I'm concerned, some of them should be commissioned, you know, for, for the work that they're doing. Um, So I I love that that's being shared um, because so often I think people believe what they've always heard that someone's not capable, that dementia has taken this away and DAA and, you know, Cindy, your group, my group, and so many others are really like screaming at the top of our lungs. Abilities are there and, you know, we have to adapt and increase them and pull them out and make people feel comfortable even trying to be part and and recognize and respect the the insights and the abilities. Because um, to me, that's personally has been life-changing in hearing the voices because the insights are so powerful and you kind of like knocking yourself on the head, like, what didn't I think of that? Well, because I didn't ask, you know, (laughs) I mean, it's just such a simple concept, yet it is not how our healthcare has been set up. And so I think there's really um, big forces in change there. So thanks for sharing all of that, Cindy. Lloyd, do you have a comment? And then I'm going to welcome uh, John Richard.
3: <laughs> I do. For, first, when I mentioned the creative arts and engagement, I for, forgot to mention part of the reason for that center. <laughs> and that is because many residential and, and care homes, residential and yeah, care homes, Um, They want to find activities for people living with dementia. This is your opportunity to see and learn new activities that you can offer for, for people living with dementia. Um, And secondly, you were talking about the networking on the cruise, and -hmm. it was such a joy to be with, with you two on the cruise and, and network, and, And it was just awesome. But at the last conference, um, Myself and my cousin were outside in the in the patio area, and we ended up staying up until two o'clock in the morning with three people. One was a, a care professional. Uh, one did home care, and I forget what the other one did, but he was some kind of care professional. And we stayed up until two o'clock in the morning talking to them just as they were picking our brains. How do you feel about this? Is, am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? What are you? and we looked at our watch. It's holy Toledo, we've got to be downstairs at eight. You know, (laughs) Um, it was just so fascinating. What I really found touching was we all had pins that said, I have dementia. And it was so fascinating to see, to have people just walk up and say, can I just ask you something? Okay, but I only have 20 minutes. No, (laughs) it was, it was just so fascinating to have people, they were so hungry to hear firsthand Mm -hmm. and to have that, uh, to be able to share with people, no matter what their professional or care capacity is, to be able to help them to understand from the perspective of a person living with dementia was so touching for us. So thank you. Oh, it's yeah. dayandnow.org,
0: by the way. <laughs> yeah, given, given that opportunity, um, people will take advantage, but it's making that comfortable space for those types of things to happen. And again, that is a huge paradigm shift that I think so many people don't even understand was a hurdle, you know, because when you're on the ground and you're in the trenches, you just think, well, that should be normal. Why, why wouldn't it be and but it hasn't been. And so, you know, kudos to everybody for stepping up and and making that happen. And, and for, you know, especially those living with dementia, allowing, allowing us to learn from you. I mean, what a privilege that is, you know, for all of us to learn from you. So, John Richard, thank you so much for, for being able to make it. We know schedules can get a little crazy and stuff, but we're thrilled that you're, you're able to be part. Um, I'm going to go back to what I asked everybody in the beginning, and that is if you've been p- touched by dementia in your own family and circle of friends, I did mention that you were living with dementia yourself. Um, have you been touched um, in, in your family uh, by dementia?
1: yes uh, actually my uncle um passed away with uh parkinson's disease dementia um my aunt right now uh in New York, who has been uh placed in residential also has alzheimer's so um we we've we've definitely have it in our family <laughs> uh so definitely true.
0: Okay. One question I'm just going to ask you: Have you ever done the the DNA to kind of see if if yours, you know, runs in the family? It sounds like Parky and and um, Alzheimer's are different types. There, I know some people are firm believers in that. I know I'm not so much um, in terms of knowing that.
1: I, I've I've been tested for the for the Alzheimer's gene, and mm-hmm. I don't have that. Um, that doesn't mean I, I, I'm not susceptible to being diagnosed with Alzheimer's, but, um, but I don't have the gene, um, Lewy body dementia and Parkinson's dementia are both alpha synuclein, uh, dementias. And there's only so much that can be tested on those when it, when it comes to those so far, uh, Lewy body right now, there's not a whole lot at all. So, um. You know we we look more by what the what was the experience of past family members
0: mhm okay well thank you, thank you for sharing that now you attended the last d a a conference with your mom um who is your care partner if I remember correctly, can yes. you tell us a little bit about that experience
1: sure i'm I can't tell you enough good things about what I experienced at the d a a conference the first time um Wow, I wanted to get involved so so badly with everything that was happening because it was just so exciting. Um, my mother and I changed from from uh speaker to speaker and just gained so much insight. One of the ones that was on uh minorities and dementia. Uh, and to learn that certain minority groups are more susceptible to uh being to developing dementia. Um, you know, um, African-American Hispanics, uh, to discuss how the LGBT community has some unique experiences and issues, uh, surrounding a dementia diagnosis. Uh, and they the willingness of the, of each workshop to allow the audience to really participate in the discussion. Uh, I, I must admit, I think I stole, a, well, I stole away a couple of the discussions and became one of the speakers. Um, at the end of the, at the end of the whole thing, my mother actually got up in front of a mic, which I've never seen her do before. Uh, she's not a mic person, and she's kind of an introvert normally, uh, and yet she got up, went in the tears, and talked about how exciting it had been and how much she had learned, how much respect she had for for me and others who are living with dementia uh, and how much the conference had changed her entire life and her way of looking at everything. Um, you know, we met a couple there, a uh, 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 daughter and mother, and they had just had to um, put the fa- their father, the husband into a home uh, because of acting out um violent acting out and they were so lost and 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 confused and concerned and they attended the DAA conference and we got to know them and their story and we got they got they asked me questions they sat with me extensively uh and we got to share and we got to remind people that there is hope that there's there's nothing about a deadline um you know, I, I started this whole process with five to seven year deadline and and DAA has taught me that just keep on living. And uh, that's what it's all about. DAA has definitely given me hope because of their conference.
0: John, Richard, one of the things I wanted to ask you was, were you, were you aware of DAA very much or, or participating with them prior to the conference?
1: I had just started to become more active with DAA. I started to attend the DAA discussions, uh, and I'd just been asked to become an, a member of the advisory board, um, which I willingly accepted. I, I, I didn't know I had it in me, but I've become I've become an advocate for dementia. I, I was on the speaker bureau uh, now on the board of directors, and I just I. I wanted to know more. And so I got involved with the two groups that would inform me the best as my, in my opinion, um, LBDA and DAA. Um, They, they together, they got me to a place where I wasn't afraid. Uh, And that was important. They taught me that it's okay to talk about dementia, that it's not something we should avoid. Um, The first time I ever heard someone use the word demented, uh, I, I, I after being with DAA for a while and knowing words matter, I cringed at hearing the word demented. It was like, what are you saying? And, and it was somebody from the, the department of aging and <laughs> it was like, you should know better. Um, you know, but this, these are things DAA taught me.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. And I, I think you are doing some work with our Roseville, Minnesota Um, group as well. I see your name flying through on emails and feedback. And uh, I'm not able to make those meetings too often anymore. But I know you are much appreciated within that group as well. So, um, you know, thank you for that. Do you mind sharing and, and if you don't want to, that's okay, too. But what age you were diagnosed and what age you are now?
1: Sure, I'm I was diagnosed initially with a mild cognitive impairment at 46. I was in my doctorate program and planning another career. Um and was stopped in the right in the midst. Uh today I'm 56, I'll be 57 at the end of this year and still enjoying life.
0: Well, you know, when you had mentioned that five to seven year period, I, I just want it, to—it's awful, but I want to just choke doctors when I hear that because it's like stop limiting life. Yes, you know, you don't have a clue; nobody does. I mean, my mom lived with the disease for thirty years, and I can name quite a few people who have lived. Have lived and are still living very well at fifteen and twenty years, mm-hmm. and with you know the earlier diagnosis, I think this is going to be common. I mean we were told there's no way she could be living with it that long. no way, no way, no way, and boy, that rule is i mean it's been broken multiple times I think that in itself gives people hope you know to not just plan for the end but you know plan for life it's precious. And uh, and it's wonderful that DAA and and the Louis Body Association is is really helping support with that and and communities like Cindy's with Dementia Together and the Dementia Friendly groups. This is this is critical. Everybody deserves to live well and feel purposeful and inclusive. And I'm preaching to the choir here, but people. <laughs> You know, we need a a lot more people stepping up and feeling comfortable. And the only way we're going to do that is by more and more of us talking about how important this is, how life changing this is, because, you know, that's what I hear from people is like, this is this has changed my life. This has changed my outcome. Several people I know with dementia have said, I've never I've never felt this purposeful in my life before, (laughs) you know, and I thought I lived a really good life, but I really feel like I'm making a difference now. And, and I personally think that that is one of the things that helps people live longer is when you're feeling connected like that.
1: One of the things that I, that I saw at the conference that I've, I've got to mention is that there were, there were doctors there who were speaking and Mm -hmm. they were speaking about hope in this disease. They were speaking about removing the limits of age, uh, you know, how long you can live, not, not preparing your your final things right away, but instead going out there and 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 making a dream happen. And there, uh, the doctors that were there were talking about how they're making contact with other doctors and working to educate the field. And that's what and that's what the conference is all about: educating everyone
4: mm-hmm.
1: on on the hope and and the the things that we live for, not against.
0: Exactly. And it's nice to hear that. But I also want to warn people, most doctors out there today, don't have that philosophy, don't have that knowledge. And where it comes from is you, as individuals, as families, you know, kind of proving them wrong, and in stepping up and sharing these resources and pulling them in and going, you know what, Maybe you want to consider going to the DAA conference, (laughs) you know, where you can learn a lot as well. But families and those living with dementia are a force to be reckoned with, and you know, let your voice be heard. Um, Don't don't get smushed down. There's a lot more opportunity out there than most people know. If you had to say one takeaway for for a person living with dementia, attending the conference, what would you say that is, uh, John Richard?
1: I'd say come in open to, to changing everything you thought. Mm-hmm. Because it will change.
0: Mm-hmm. For the in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> in a good way. And how about for a care partner?
1: This is a time where you can finally realize that, that not only do you matter, but the person you're with, that they they have a life still
3: mm-hmm. they
1: they're not they're not limited by the disease they still have many things they can do and and for a care partner you're going to learn you're going to see you're going to have hope in what your what the your loved one can and can do going forward
0: and what would you say to a professional in terms of coming
1: The professional needs, needs to be educated, needs to be on top of what it means to live with this disease and what it means. And what are the the things that we find challenging? Uh, because there are still things that we find challenging, but they're not always what the professionals think. Mm -hmm. Um, and the only way you're going to get educated is to hear people who are living with, with dementia share uh, their lives. So that's why you attend.
0: I think it's so profound for professionals to hear the actual voices and their attention is laser focused on what you're saying, because so many will say, I never heard this before. I didn't know that Um, I've been doing this all wrong. You know, I can do better and my team's going to do better when we get back too. I mean, the ripple effect is really is really pretty powerful, you know, with all of this. Lori, you you know, for you, do you have anything you want to add to kind of entice people to come forward to sign up? Add to what John Richardson said?
3: I'm glad people are getting excited about the technology. Um, And although some of us are saying we're getting too old to look in a mirror anymore. I don't know if you've heard about a smart mirror. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Smart mirror is there. Now, I haven't seen one yet, but I understand it tells your temperature it It does kind of like your Fitbit does only looking in the mirror so that should be that should be pretty interesting and If you're familiar with twiddles, they're a fidget fidget toys they're going to be introducing a new one, and I understand it's got some robotics in it, but I don't know they're pretty tight lipped so far, so that'll be introduced at the conference um I I think what what I would add that people haven't shared is one the excitement just the the total excitement of being there of networking of seeing all the technology seeing the home innovations um you get inspired by the speakers uh you get to experience technology firsthand so it, you might say well i don't know how i would feel about a smart mirror but when you actually see what it does and Cindy maybe even how easy it is to work you might change change your mind a little bit to connect with others that really want to make a difference i think jr'll tell you when we were diagnosed it was kind of like the doctor leaves you to think you're the only person in the world that's under 65 that has dementia And suddenly you meet other people and then you meet a bunch of other people that want to make a difference. So people like us don't have to live thinking we're the only people in the world and that want to make our lives better. Um, Just to learn all the innovative, innovative things going on. And I did look up the CEU credits. I do apologize because I forgot when you asked me, you can earn 10.5 hours of CEU credits Or Nursing, Social Work, LTC Administration, and National Council of Certified Dementia Practitioners. And that's at no extra cost. Um, But I would think, I I would say definitely the excitement of being with like-minded people who want to change the focus of the dementia world is just so touching.
0: Now, Lori, is there an early bird special that's still going on?
3: There is. It ends July 31st. If you want to get the early bird special, you better do it quick because after that, the price does go up.
0: Okay. And people can go to daanow.org. And if you do a forward slash conference, it'll get you right to all the information for registration, you can see the sessions, you can take advantage of that early bird discount as well. And they of course are on Facebook as Dementia Action Alliance USA, Uh, they have a YouTube channel just put in Dementia Action Alliance. And then they've got a business page on LinkedIn, Dementia Action Alliance. And I also want to uh, give a shout out to Lori's website, which is DementiaDays.com. Great information that she has there. And same with Cindy's, uh, you know, dementia friendly group in Northern Colorado called Dementia Together. And so that's DementiaTogether.org. But John Richard, do you have a, a, um, a particular dementia website?
1: I don't. Uh I refer everyone back to DAA now.
0: Okay. Well, that's okay. There's lots of wonderful information. And I do want to just highlight again, you know, we've been talking about the conference again, that's September um nineteenth to, to the twenty first, and that'll be at the Crown Plaza Hotel in Union Station, downtown Indianapolis. And uh but if you can't make that, become a member of DAA. There's lots of opportunities that you can take advantage of. And if you if you have the means and feel that it's a quality group, um, really pushing things forward, make a donation. You know, this is, you know, we, we have to work together at this uh, to improve things. So I really appreciate everybody's time here today. Anything that we haven't covered that we should have. Uh, Cindy, any last comments from you?
4: You know, I would just say as a health, care professional, um, as I'm a nurse by background, this is a great conference to go to if you are among those in senior healthcare who might be feeling a little discouraged or feeling some compassion fatigue, which seems to be going around in healthcare and in senior care these days, it's just a great time to get reinvigorated, reinvigorated inspired to say, you know what, we are, we're on the right track. We got to keep going. And it's not just telling the people living with dementia that they're not alone in this. It's telling us as professionals who are really working hard to try to change the culture that we're not alone in this either. There are people who get it. Mm -hmm. And there are people who understand that living well with dementia is entirely possible. So I would say it's just going to be a good opportunity for healthcare professionals as well. attend. Oh good. Good. John Richard, any any last comments from you?
1: I just I go with what my mother my mother said. You you can't lose. It 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 is such an opportunity to grow and learn and to be so much more comfortable with what it means to live with dementia.
0: Fantastic. And Lori, how about you? Any wrap up words?
3: Oh just I hope I hope we get to see y'all there and we look forward to helping you to learn and, and network, and have a good time together, have fun.
0: Yeah, it sounds like people are going to walk away with some really significant friendships, uh, too, with this. I, I know on the cruise, that's what people said, you know, when you get everybody together, there's just these connections that are made that you don't want to lose. So, you know, the connections you'll make, aren't going to go away after the conference unless you choose for that to happen because people are eager to meet and collaborate and, and chat and share. And, and that's huge. That is really huge, especially in the world of isolation and division that we're in Um, that brings nothing but comfort and hope. So again, thanks for all you guys do. I wish I could be there, but like I said, I have another commitment. Again, you can go to D a a, Uh, now.org for more information. So I just want to thank everybody for listening. If you go to the conference, don't forget to reach out to Cindy and uh, John Richard. Uh, Lori's not going to be able to be there and neither am I, Uh, but let them know that you you saw this video. Uh, They would would love to meet you and hear what your thoughts are on the conference. And then last again, check out alzheimerspeaks.com. Uh, We have one whole page just full of a ton of different resources that are all free uh, and easy for you to download or listen to or watch. We've got a a real big variety there. And if you're interested in marketing and branding or uh, keynotes and uh, training, we do all of that. So have a wonderful week, everyone. Bye-bye.